When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are we good to go? Are we live? Are we here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that uh, abrupt entrance. Uh, <laughs> welcome into the PHNX D-backs podcast. Uh, this is, of course, not the way we wanted to start out things, but <laughs> we're very busy around here, all right? So don't, you know, my, our apologies, but uh, welcome in. My name is Derek Monte. Of course, I'm your mayor of PHNX. This guy over here, he's the vice mayor, also your Thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. To be fair, our, our music does need uh, an improvement, Derek. I think it, at some point you. before the start of the season, I don't know, Monster. it's a little basic. Like, I think there's some wow. room for improvement there. Wow. So I don't mind going an episode <sighs> without hearing it. Maybe if you're on the audio side, we're going to go back and patch it in. Maybe. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. I don't miss it too much, I, though. I, I I'm, know, I'm all right. Uh, see, everybody's just, everybody's confused, Jesse, without the <laughs> intro. They don't know that we're here and that we're doing the thing. But, uh, of course, uh, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, welcome in, guys. We had uh, some fun going out and watching the Arizona Diamondbacks on day two of their spring camp. Of course, we got to see some of the pitchers we haven't seen uh, up to this point. Uh, there's a lot of guys around camp. It's not just pitchers and catchers. Jordan Lawler. Uh, was there today taking batting practice, uh, but it was it was kind of interesting to see, especially some of the relief pitchers that the Diamondbacks acquired during the offseason in person for the first time. Time uh, seeing Carlos Vargas pitch for the first time was pretty impressive. He had a uh, fairly fairly nice looking fastball, uh, and Miguel Castro might be the tallest baseball player I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I don't know. That, that yeah. Might be the case. Our, so on on uh, Carlos Vargas, our friend Jack Summers uh, had a a radar. Uh, app on his phone hmm. uh, which uh, didn't work yeah i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say it didn't work derek but we got one reading of 38 miles an yeah. hour and another of yeah. 157 miles an hour <laughs> so maybe if you take the average of the two that's carlos vargas's yes. true velocity but who's to yeah. say derek maybe he just you know put in some good work over over the winter and he added 50 maybe. miles an hour maybe that would be fastball velocity impressive. who who is to yeah. say yeah um we very much so need to take a, a second to appreciate Jesse's shoes, by the way. Uh, he doesn't have very many shoes, but <laughs> these are very good shoes that he has I on. I get complimented on these shoes frequently, and I wear them basically every, every day. Every single day. Every so, single day. Uh, yeah, they're kind of wearing out, but uh, but hey, I still get the compliments. He did a lot. So. Of, he did a lot of walking around Salt River Fields today, so they 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 might not last too much longer. But uh, speaking of working on stuff during the off season, uh, we did get a chance to talk to Tori Labolo a bit about. Um, what things that guys are working on, what what their offseason plan looks like. And I mean, as much as I'm doing a terrible job at, at butchering the explanation for this, let's take a listen to Jesse's question and how Tori Lavolo reacted to said question. 
When it comes to like off-season adjustments, Tori, how do you guys balance like maybe a player coming up with some ideas of things they want to add with maybe uh, your input into that? Do you guys have some players where you you ask to do certain things over the off-season, and other players where maybe you just say just keep it as it is, you know, just kind of keep working as uh, on what you've been doing already? Yeah. I know what you guys think when I say that's a really good question, but that is a really good question. That is a really, good job, really man. good question. First one of the spring. <laughs> yeah, that's, really, that's a really good question. Way to go, Fink. Stop giving him. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I love, uh, I love, I don't know what I love more. Are the we fact- not playing Tori's answer to oh, this question? Oh, we're going to get to his answer, okay. but we're first okay. going to analyze your question and Tori saying how good of a question it really <laughs> oh was. God. I don't know if it's the fact that he was so momentarily blown away. That was hilarious to me. Like he couldn't even think of an answer in the moment because Jesse's question was so mind blowing to him or uh, the general murmur from the peanut gallery of journalists who all had to tell you good job. And especially Steve Gilbert uh, for calling <laughs> us uh, Finks. Uh, thanks for that nickname, Steve, uh, by the way. That stuck around the ballpark quite a bit. Uh, Zach Gallen called us uh, Finksers later in the day. But let's get an answer to Jesse's question uh, in regards to what the Diamondbacks players uh, were doing during the offseason and how Tori Lavolo's kind of committed them to making improvements in their game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have kind of modified and fine-tuned this, the offseason process every year since since I've gotten here. This past offseason, I feel like we have gotten down to um, something that's going to be very positive and push us in the right direction about making improvements for every player. So um, I had them put it in writing what their intentions were this offseason. I have that right now, and I'm going to set that up uh, and follow through on it with my one-on-ones that are coming up. So um, I saw, we heard it through their eyes, and then we fed into some of the things that we also wanted them to work on. So it was very clearly defined when they stepped away from us this past offseason. And it was an agreement. It wasn't like we were jamming it down their throat. Um, I'm going to see where that, if there's, I'm sure there's progress that's been made, but we're going to find out here really soon in these one-on-ones. So Two things, probably mostly through their eyes, and they're they're smart. They know what they need, and then it's us there to also make recommendations and to give them what they need to to improve those limitations. Is that-, that that seems like a big commitment. It seems very because speaking as someone that worked in the corporate world, that seems very much like our annual reviews that we would get, where we had to like write down for our bo- boss things that we were going to improve on and our goals. I still can't believe for the that following. you worked in the corporate world. Derek. Oh, it was it was Derek Montia in a cubicle. It was what great. A- what a concept. Yeah, but <laughs> what were what, what do you think? Because he said uh, yeah. that this is actually kind of one of the first times he's done this. And it seems like, again, this is kind of the evolution of Tori Lavello as a manager. Yeah, I mean, it seems like like Tori's kind of switched up uh, a few things. We talked about bullpen rolls a little bit on our show yesterday. Um, but yeah, this is something I'm definitely going to be digging more into. This was kind of the, the first of a, a long line of questions I plan to ask not only Tori, but um, other coaches, players, of course, as well. Um, but it's it's an interesting idea, right? Like like players for the for the vast majority of their lives, they're the ones who are in charge of what pitches am I going to throw? Right. What yeah. what things am I going to work on? Those kinds of things. And then eventually, you know, you get into being a major league baseball player and you have a lot of coaches bringing in their input. Um, but as Tori talked about there, they also want to give players some agency like, hey, our players are smart. They know, you know, the kinds of things that would take their games to the next level. Um 
I wasn't expecting this, though. There, there's a lot of accountability in this process. Tori Lovello, apparently, as you just heard, is having Diamondbacks players put in writing at the beginning of the offseason what they are going to work on over the offseason. And then, as you also heard him talk about, he is holding one-on-ones with players yeah. to, to see how they followed through with that and how things went. Uh, the D-backs don't want to be in a position where players are just kind of going rogue, trying a whole bunch of different things on their own, experimenting with a bunch of different things without the team being a part of that process. So it makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm I'm excited to hear more from players about, you know, how this is actually unfolded over the offseason. And he confirmed it was an agreement, right? So it's not necessarily something that he is handing down to the player to improve without their uh, their input without them talking about the things that yeah. they need to improve. It sounds like, you like said, it starts improving. with them, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's things that they want to they want to improve themselves. They know themselves. They know what uh, what they need to work on, where their weaknesses are. And really, Tori just wants to, I think, kind of hold their feet to the fire a bit, but maybe just kind of help out with that commitment. Like sometimes having someone follow up with you and and make you, you know, kind of go back to what you said and see if you've actually yeah. done anything to get to to achieve your goals to get better uh it's it it really seems like something that's smart uh and and something that's not very much like tory tory is very much a player's manager that's true. so this doesn't this really does seem uh like he is evolving to that point of of trying to get them uh, again that that commitment level from them and not just be uh kind of you know, everybody's everybody's best friend at times, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Tori ever got to the point of trying to be everybody's best friend, but uh, but it's no secret that he has been, as you said, a player's manager, right? Like he's he's the kind of guy who his relationship with players is is always going to come first, and right. and you could make a case that that has been uh, to a fault at times, right? In in his time as the Diamondbacks manager, well, he's um, he and he said that, right? Like that's also, something that he's admitted yeah, to. I think he has also totally admitted that. Um, and we heard a little bit about that last year when when the Diamondbacks decided to exercise Tori Lovello's option for this season and bring him back as their manager. Uh, I remember talking with Josh Rojas at that point, and he talked about how Tori, you know, he still is that that, you know, that that guy who's kind of in your corner and wants what's best for you. He wants you to be comfortable in your role and all of those all of those things that players managers do. But he also has kind of been getting on guys. It sounds like a little bit more than he has in the past. And, and this sounds like like something that kind of falls in line with that, right? Uh, it's almost something you do if you get in trouble, right? Like like put in writing yeah, what, right, you're, right, right. what like, you're going yeah, to do, like, and then we're going to follow up. And it's and see a, it's if an you improvement it. plan, and if you don't yeah. do this, then there's going to be consequences, right? Like I don't really think that's it, but Jack Summers asked a follow-up question in regards to what Jesse asked, and he did say that like it, the, the, do the guys that follow through with this plan – and do the things, you know, pay attention to the details and do the things that Tori has asked of them. Do they basically have have a, you know, a, a leg up on the competition when it comes to a position or being yeah. part of the main roster? And Tori confirmed that. Tori confirmed that, you know, obviously doing all of the things that he asks of you to do and the ways to improve, that that's a big that's a big thing about, you know, a commitment level that he wants again for this team and also you know, just showing that you want to improve and be better, you know, help your team win. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, we're going to try to talk with some players and kind of see how this is unfolded. We know that 
uh, Merrill Kelly, at least entering the offseason, was was working on adding a, a, a pitch potentially. Um, so maybe we'll see if we can find we out what, what out. pitch. We have some guesses have as some to guesses. what as to what pitch that will be. Uh, stay tuned, though. Maybe on tomorrow's <laughs> show we have more official confirmation. But uh, there are players in that clubhouse who have gone through this process and and made changes, and you know are probably going through one on ones with Tori Lavello to kind of follow up and and see how those changes went. Um, and hopefully it results in some guys taking steps forward this year. Speaking of starting pitchers like Merrill Kelly, Zach Gallen had some very interesting, uh, fun comments today in the clubhouse in regards to the Cy Young vote from last year and who did and who did not vote for him. And honestly, it was one of the funnier things that we've heard because Zach Gallen basically said he knows who didn't vote for them. Uh, and he he has a list. Yeah, he said they're on a list somewhere. I believe they're it's, on a list, or somewhere. they'll be they'll be on a list somewhere. Well, so, uh, uh, speaking of that list, I might have that list right here in front of me uh, because we might may or may not know who did and didn't vote uh, for Zach Gallen, uh, Megan Montemoro, uh, <laughs> JP Hornstra. Uh, Christina De Nicola. Is it De Nicola? These, these names are unnecessarily hard I know. to pronounce. I'm glad Kurt you're Hogg. doing this. Yeah. Uh, Mike Puma. Uh, okay, Susan Slusser. So really, Susan? Anyway, uh, <laughs> we have the list is basically what we're saying. But uh, Zach Gallen sounds very petty, and I love it. Uh, I'm very yeah. – like uh, uh, one of the things that we know about Zach Gallen is that he properly knows how to use things like this as motivation. And honestly, I think – with what he did last season, with what he accomplished, uh, I feel like he knows it was special, and I think he will, doesn't feel like he was really recognized for his scoreless innings streak. Yeah, I mean, forty-four and a third is a is a pretty something. it's a pretty big it's number. Something. I mean, it's, I don't know what more Zach Gallon could have done in the second half. Uh, yeah, I was in I was in the scrum today talking with Zach Gallon about his off season and a number of other things. Um, he was asked by by Nick Bacora of the Arizona Republic, uh, you know. What do you what do you use as motivation coming into uh, a season like this? And Nick asked specifically about uh, his Cy Young finish last year. Right, he finished fifth in Cy Young voting. Um, we've talked about that. I think uh, we're not here to say that Zach Gallon should have won the Cy Young award. I think Sandy Alcantara. I think we both said Sandy. I think Alcantara I think it's won, pretty right? clear at this point. Yeah. Um, You'd have to really be a homer to, to say that Zach Gallon should have won the Cy Young, but you couldn't However, make a case he should have finished higher than he did. It does it it does feel like you're just splitting hairs at that point because what's the point? You're just mad he'd finished fifth instead of third. Like where should he have been at? You know yeah. what I mean? But it's proper motivation for Zach Gallon, and that's all we care about. We want Zach Gallon to be pissed off, and we want Zach Gallon to be ready <laughs> to go out there and kick some ass. And Tori Lavolo, I think, agrees when it comes to Zach Gallon's comments and the fact that that is something he is going to use to motivate himself in 2023. Yeah, for him, for, for sure. Um, I think he compartmentalized things. He can can compartmentalize things the right way um, and use it to his advantage. I've seen that before. Um, you know, I know there were, there was a particular matchup against a particular hitter that um, we saw a couple times last year that he he wanted to show everybody um, who he was inside of inside of that matchup. So. I know he's a very prepared, um, a very energized guy, and you just give him a little extra push in something, uh, and he can handle it. So um, he, he pays attention to that stuff, as all great players do. Have you spoken with him directly about the adjustments? Um 
Uh, and yeah, by the way, uh, shout out to Cogs for being here for the first time in hey. the chat or in the live episode. We're happy to have you here. Uh, and he says gallon over freed in my opinion. And I don't know if I disagree with him, but yeah, uh, they were really close. Yeah, they were very really close. close. Uh, but what do you think though? Over o- overall? I mean, is this just because that gallon's a very funny person. And I think at times this was maybe He's a little very funny, competitive, but this very, did not see this. This seemed like real. This seemed like he was, you know, again, it's just bulletin board material, but it's that kind of thing that can really motivate a player to to go out there and give it you know yeah. 100 at least 110 percent. yeah hopefully hopefully we get the the audio that we can share with you at some point but i was in the scrum when zach Allen was talking about this and uh i don't know there was something in his tone of voice when he said these words that <laughs> it it kind of i don't know it, it gave me the chills ryan for, for said a it the best there. i said this to you at the table and you didn't understand this reference he said zach gallon is going to be steve buscemi and billy madison yes he is uh maybe without the lipstick but regardless either way <laughs> it's going to be something fun to see i'm super excited about that uh he also called us finxers uh we talked about that a little while ago uh the finxers thing uh was something he, of he course called, he called me he Finks. called him Finks. He, he, he called him Finks. He didn't yeah. call you Finks. He didn't even Not call yet. you Finks. He asked if he could answer one of your uh, Finks's questions, right? He, he, that is correct. He <laughs> labeled us the same way I labeled Pakoda as an entire, like, organism, right? Like, we're just one <laughs> to Zach Gallon. However, uh, he did say that uh, we should go with maybe the name Sphinx, which is not a terrible idea. I mean, uh, the, yeah, he referenced the fact that the Diamondbacks mascot is a bobcat, so kind of fits i guess it i guess it kind of fits i have a sphinx um so we already have a mascot of our own ready to go at any point and uh yeah i just like the fact that zach allen um at least knows who we are that's fun there you go go. do we have that audio now uh damon yeah let's play that audio of zach allen being a maniac definitely absolutely there's a there's definitely some motivation there um (laughs) 10 people didn't put my name on a ballot so They'll be on a list somewhere. They're on a bulletin board somewhere. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. But yeah, I'll find any little slide I can to, to throw it up there. Whatever I got to do. It's, it's a long season. You got to find ways to motivate yourself. We're going to put that bulletin board together for him, I think. It's a we're pretty, gonna yeah, it was quite yeah. a moment to be, to be there for. You don't, especially from baseball players, I feel like in particular in this sport, guys, they take the high road, right? They want to be professional. Uh, and so they back off from saying things like this, yeah. right? Uh, they, they back off from, you know, they, they're going to say something like, you know, that's just the way it went. You know, I didn't, I didn't do what I needed to, to be where I wanted to be. And I'm going to, you know, put my best foot forward this season and try to make it right. Zach Gallon is ultra competitive and he's okay sharing that competitiveness yeah. with yeah. the media from time to time. And uh, yeah, he knows he knows the ten names uh, that, that Derek listed just a moment ago. Those are the people who somehow didn't have Zach Gallon in their top five. And again, I understand what you're saying earlier. It's silly to quibble over a guy, you know, finishing third or fourth as opposed to fifth. I think I think there is some silliness there. Um, but on the other hand, I don't know how you don't have Zach Gallon in your top five in in Cy Young voting. I think it was pretty clear cut that he at least should have been that high on everyone's ballots. And uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the outcome. Uh, Well, you know, we do something around here when things don't go the way we think they should and when people have poor performances. And of course, we are going to give to the voters that did not vote for Zach Gallon to win the Cy Young, the OG's performance to forget, uh, by the way. So uh, shout out to OG's and all of our friends that owes OG's. uh, Make sure to grab 
yourself a pack of OGs wherever you get your uh, your wonderful, wonderful edibles at any dispensary around the valley. It's official right now. OGs new strawberries and cream happy balance gummies are live on the shelves. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 or over to enjoy. And of course, OGs is the best way to get over a bad performance like this one. Um, though we want we don't want Zach Gallon to get over this one. We want we yeah, want this it's to fester. Kind of funny we call this the OGs performance to forget when Zach we were just talking about how Zach forget. Gallon is not going He'll to never be forgetting forget. this. Yeah, he will never forget <laughs> it. So uh of course, make sure to try out that strawberries and cream happy balance gummy live on the shelves. Uh they are CBD to THC ratio rebranded as the happy balance. So make sure to try them out. And also download the Underdog Fantasy app if you haven't done so already and get ready for the baseball season. We are riding on pitch counts this year. Uh, the Pickums game over at Underdog Fantasy you can go higher or lower. And basically, the more legs you add, the more money you can win up to $1,000. Uh, literally, all you have to do on pitch counts, pick uh, they'll, they'll give you an amount. You pick higher, you pick lower. That's all you need to do. So uh, you can also draft teams up to, up against five of your friends. And the highest scoring fantasy team for that night can win some cold, hard cash. Uh, draft six NBA players with no positional limits. And whoever scores the most fantasy points wins. Of course, it is uh, a fun app. And I will never stop talking about the money I won on there using uh, pitch counts. So it's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX. An underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Can you do pitch counts in spring training? I don't think you can. No, no. I don't believe okay. you can do that. That would be kind of that would be kind of silly. Yeah. Like the higher or lower on twenty eight. On, yeah, twenty six point twenty six point five pitches. Another thing we do around here is we arbitrate stuff because arbitration is a terrible process. It's it's horrible, and of course, uh, we decided that a can of uh of arizona iced tea is worth what its label says that's 99 cents so jesse lost that we, arbitration I don't think we he lost that. his that's, arbitration that's a, case a mischaracterization um, of how that and went. he's not the only one because josh rojas jo josh rojas also lost his arbitration case against the arizona diamondbacks and i just want to imagine for a second going through this process with your employer or maybe even your spouse i don't know uh, whoever your boss your is spouse, in your life, that would that would really yeah. be that would yeah. really be brutal. It would be like some of those commercials where they go to the instant replay, you know, like and then they they go back and they review the the argument or the conversation they had, <laughs> oh, then they decide who was right and who was wrong. Um, but this would also be more about your value in a relationship and uh, how you don't really deserve to be paid as much money. I mean, it's it's especially messed up in a relationships context because we're we're talking dollar values uh -huh. here, Derek. Uh -huh. I, I certainly hope that that's not. You know, part of little quibbles you have with your wife from time to time. <laughs> it's every quibble, Jesse. But I will say this. At one time, I learned the secret to a happy marriage is keeping separate bank accounts. So that's something that I ah, can impart upon all of you as far as wisdom <laughs> from a 41-year-old man that's been happily married for more than half of my life. Uh, but, Jesse, uh, Corbin Burns had some comments about this. Uh, Josh, not Ro about Josh Rojas, not about Josh about Rojas, but about the arbitration. Uh, yeah, about the arbitration process, about losing his arbitration case uh, to the Brewers. Now we haven't heard from Josh Rojas yet in regards to this, and we might not, right? Like we might not hear any kind. I'm of... I'm sure that at some point we will ask Josh Rojas about this situation, Man. and, and uh, you know, if there's any hard feelings or anything. I imagine there won't be. Uh, I think Nick Bacora wrote a story about that earlier in the off season, and. He kind of just talked about it as being the business side of things and, you know, it's not going to damage his relationship with the team or whatnot. Um, but I don't know. Once you're in that room and you go through that process and you lose, 
that's a hard thing to bounce back right. from in, in some ways I could imagine. So we'll, we'll have to see how he responds. Josh Rojas is a gamer. We've talked about that. I mean, I, was, I bet he was like staring down members of the front office while he was in there just to try to intimidate them. <laughs> Might have even tried to pick a little fight uh, in the hallway going into the hearing. I don't know. But uh, like, like Jesse said, I feel like he understands like once he lost that it, it's like, all right, whatever, then can possibly move on. However, yeah. it is interesting to hear Corbin Burns' comments about losing his case. And especially the way uh, the way it went down Uh, first, he doesn't he sounded a little petty about it taking place on Valentine's Day, which I think anybody in a relationship might feel the same way. Uh, But he also sounded like he definitely has some hurt feelings that are going to be I don't even know if it's hurt feelings, but it's like the the relationship, the damage damage, relationship. Yeah, it's a damaged relationship now going forward with the Milwaukee Brewers at the hearing flew in the night before um, had the hearing all day Tuesday. Um, spent Valentine's Day on a plane, um, got home at you know, 10, 11 o'clock and, and got to see my wife before she fell asleep. So that was kind of how the Valentine's Day went. So that was, that was fun. But um, yeah, like I say, you, you kind of find out your true value. Um, you think you, you, you work hard for seven years in the organization and five years with the, with the big league team. And um, you get in there and basically they, they value you much different than what you thought you'd, you contributed to the organization. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, Obviously, it's tough to hear, it's tough to take, but you know they're trying to do what they can to win a hearing. Um, but I think there was obviously other ways that they, they could have gone about it, um, and um, probably been a little more respectful with the, with the way they went about it. But um, you know, at, at the end of the day, here we are. Um, you know, they they obviously they won it, um, but it, it, when it came down to to winning or losing the hearing, it was it was more than that for me. Corbin, this is everyone's fear for a player. All right, so Corbin Burns, by the way, in case you're not familiar with his time with Milwaukee, had the lowest ERA in all of baseball in 2021. And in 2022, he led the league in games started with 33. He also had uh, the National League lead for strikeouts with 243. The <laughs> That's idea- a little more significant than leading the league in games started. But still, I mean, <laughs> but what we're talking about here, Jesse, is value. Right. That's true. And how are you going to take a guy that led the league in game started and led, led the all of baseball in game started, led the National League in strikeouts and try to diminish his worth in, in a hearing like this? Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, he won the Cy Young in 2021. So uh, Corbin Burns is one of the best starting pitchers in baseball. I see I've seen a lot of evaluators looking into 2023 uh, viewing Corbin Burns as possibly the best starting pitcher in the National League moving forward. Uh, you know, you certainly have Sandy Alcantara in that mix as well, who maybe offers a little more durability. Uh, but just the swing and miss stuff that Corbin Burns has, the variety of pitches, the command he has, it's one of the most complete packages in baseball. Um, and this is this is disappointing, I think. I'm sure the Brewers fans are very distraught over the situation because at the end of the day, an arbitration hearing is not over a significant amount of money right. for these franchises, right? right? I know for us... You know, a difference of a few hundred thousand dollars is life changing. Right. Uh, But these are pro athletes. And the difference of a few hundred thousand dollars is actually not that significant, at least not for the organizations that are paying out this money. Um, And so I think you have to weigh whether it's worth the cost, even if you do think, you know, that, that you're that a player is worth not what they're asking for, that they're worth a little bit less than that. Is it worth is saving that money worth the cost of fracturing your relationship with that player? And, and clearly, as Corbin talked about there, the Brewers weren't respect uh, weren't respectful in this process. And I do understand it's hard to be respectful in an arbitration hearing. We've talked about the ugliness of how, uh, you know, teams have to basically come out and 
uh, and talk about why the player isn't worth uh, what they're asking for, which right. is going to be an awkward situation. Um, but what we've heard is that the Brewers basically went after the fact that he didn't take them to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, which is not really a Corbin Burns problem. I mean, if you look at the Brewers roster, uh, Corbin Burns isn't exactly the reason that they're not getting where they want to go. So they, that's an outrageous claim. They had a lead in their division at one point that they kind of squandered away. And again, yeah. like you said, that's not exactly a Corbin Burns issue, considering that the guy still had a pretty damn good ERA. And a compared- 2.94 ERA, <laughs> like, 243 strikeouts in 202 on. innings. Come on, man. Like Going back to Zach Gallen, not, not that many pitchers in the National League were better than Zach Gallen. <sighs> Corbin Burns is one guy his era wasn't as good but you i mean looking at the peripherals and whatnot you could make a case that he's right there like imagine the diamondbacks in an arbitration hearing with zach gallon you know devaluing him because the d-backs didn't make the playoffs last year and, and pinning it on him like as if it was it somehow zach his gallon fault as if he's the problem and you know having a breakout season it's it's really unfortunate to see the brewers do this my biggest problem too with this is like you said there's uh it, it's it how how much damage has been done to this relationship? How, yeah. how broken is, is Corbin it now? Burns going to be willing to consider coming back to the Brewers? He's an, he's an unrestricted free agent in two seasons. You're going to lose him at that point, and yeah. I feel like you just solidified that with with this move. Now you could say that teams like the Milwaukee Brewers and even unfortunately teams like the Arizona Diamondbacks a lot of times might not have a chance in keeping a guy of Corbin Burns's caliber. At all, right? And that's our fear with Zach Gallon is is the Diamondbacks not being able to extend Gallon. But yeah, it also means that there's things that you do to show a player how much they mean to you, how much the organization values them. And the arbitration process literally destroys that because the entire purpose of it is to go in there and try to devalue that player's worth to the organization. It's it's absurd. It's I'd crazy. be okay if we got rid of it. Would, would I, you? I, yeah, no that, more, no yeah, more arbitration here. Yeah, like, can we put in a survey like the rules thing and tell them that this is a pain point yeah, for us yeah, that we don't fan, want to see the anymore? The fans vote. Uh. The fans would like the sport more if there were no arbitration <laughs> hearings. Uh, I will say there on the flip side, it would be there are some logistical nuances there, like like player agents. One of their biggest roles is representing their players in arbitration hearings. So. It would kind of make agents wouldn't make them useless, but it would make their their role significantly less valuable to players. So maybe there's some concerns on that side. But at the end of the day, it's just a weird, it's just a weird baseball quirk. And I, I think we're we're kind of all ready to be done with this. And I know that Brewers fans in particular are ready to be done Man. with this after after what happened today. Imagine if they put Hank, the dog, through arbitration. Do you have to go devalue Hank's worth to the organization? Bullshit. I refuse to do it. I would step away at that point. But uh, if you guys are here right now in the PHNX Sports YouTube or the Finks uh, YouTube channel, whatever you're, whatever you prefer to call it, we appreciate you guys for being here. Uh, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live or any of the wonderful shows on our network go live. Uh, and also leave us a thumbs up for our self-esteem. If you're listening on, the fav- on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback, and we thank you for doing so. And, of course, uh, consider, if you aren't already a member, joining us over here at PHNX as a diehard member. Not only do you get a free piece of merch like a hat or a shirt every single year you're a member and 20% off all future purchases, but you also get access to our members-only Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan, as well as members-only discounts discounts with some of our partners, members-only merchandise, members-only events, and so much more. You also get this guy's full count article, as well as articles uh, that are locked for members only from Craig uh, Morgan, 
Gerald Bourget, Howard Balzer, all of our wonderful writers around here. So make sure to do that and uh, join us over here. Become a member. We appreciate you guys for doing so. Uh, and the biggest thing is I don't have one in my hand and I'm kind of upset about it, but grab yourself a Four Peaks Brewing Company beer. I would love like, I, have you I ever need... done a Four Peaks ad read without, I don't without a Four so. Peaks and in I'd, your hand? I could see them. They're right there, Jesse, and I just can't get to them. <laughs> but, of course, you grab yourself a favorite beer while you're watching us, of course, while you're watching baseball this spring uh, and at all these sporting events happening in February and March. So make sure to follow Four Peaks Brew on social media to get all their latest uh, premier craft brewery information. You can also check out their events calendar at fourpeaks.com slash events for all your beer week entertainment. And most importantly, I'm trying to get everybody in this office revved up about it, but if speed and adrenaline is more your, well, speed, uh, the Beer Can Derby is on February 25th at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub uh, in Tempe. And I want to make a Fink's beer can derby car so we're going to make that go. happen you can pick up your kits now uh, kit pickups are open now so if you want to show us uh, you got the fastest beer can in the valley sign up through fourpeaks.com backslash events must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly uh jesse uh, I'm, are we the are we the finks d-backs show now i don't know i think we are and did, i did zach gallon make us the fink steeback show I, I think steve gilbert did that steve like, gilbert, steve did gilbert that. he that, did start that's it. the voice you heard in the background of the video when jesse asked that great question tori lavolo was blown away by qualm that doesn't make any sense he taught because right we're ph and x yeah he makes the case all right well i write for dbacks.com but i don't go around calling it dbacks.com right right, right. Um, yeah, so it's dbacks.com like right, it's an but acronym. but dbacks is like a right. word right, right. P- it's a word not phnx not a word mm-hmm. apparently steve gilbert doesn't understand what an acronym is but uh i digress yeah <laughs> um uh that's absolutely the truth jesse and steve are quite close actually they're they're almost as close <laughs> you could say as jordan lawler and corbin carroll can we get this wholesome picture up because this was going to look at this does this not warm your heart to see these two guys out there hanging out broing out just having a good time at the waste management open Steve didn't take me to the waste management. No, he did not. That's true. We're not quite on that level yet. But yeah, I mean, if you're a D-backs fan, like, I don't know if you can get much more enjoyment out of a out of a single photo than seeing Jordan no. Waller and Corbin no. Carroll hanging out at the no. Waste Management Phoenix. And like Open. that level of friendship, right? Like we're yeah. going to be like with me and this guy, we're going to be teammates for a long time and we're going to bring lots of wins to the Valley. That's what I see when I see that guy. Those right there together. Uh, by the way, we also have uh, friends... You know, it's not just them. They're not just the only guys that have, have friends. friends. We have friends. Uh, we? Our friends, the Amarillo Sod Poodles, by the way. The, the Amarillo oh, Sod yes. Poodles are friends. They put out a tweet today with a picture of Corbin Carroll from, uh, there it is right there, looking very <laughs> fast. See, doesn't he just look fast? Like, what what is he even doing in that picture? Like, why is he even running that fast? He shouldn't be putting forth that much of an effort when it's not his turn yet. It's pitchers and catchers turn. But uh, this, are we sure he's running? Like, like, what do you it, think he's it doing? It kind of looks like he's about to fall over. Yeah, like it looks like he tripped, right? Yeah, like I don't have that kind of stability right. when I run. If I'm, if, no, you, if don't. you can you find a free, don't. you can find a freeze frame where I look like that. Yeah. Then the next frame is me just like falling flat on, on my your face. face. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, well, Corbin Carroll is a little more coordinated than I am. You look like this when you've played ping pong before. So I've definitely seen you <laughs> in this position. When I'm chasing around the ping pong yeah, ball, is yeah, that what you're talking yeah. about, Derek? <laughs> but the sod poodles, they ask, what's Corbin running from? We'll Photoshop some of the best answers. Uh, our friend Michael Rokicki had to go ahead and throw us under the bus by saying uh, it was him running away from us. Uh, and the sod poodle said, big fans of the pod. So look at there he is in the background. I said it looks like he's running towards us now. That looks like 
He's so excited to be on our show. Should we explain for the, the audio only yeah, people? Yeah, so the, the image is Jesse and I photoshopped into Chase Field doing the show. And in the background is Corbin Carroll. Maybe he's running like toward, like maybe is he running towards it, it the depends, field? Yeah, it kind of depends, depends on, your, on your, your perspective. Yeah. Like, I guess if he's kind of out by the, the concourse and, and you could kind of see him, you know, running the opposite direction of where we are. Like but, maybe it looks like he's like, ooh, before they see me, I got to get out of here, right? Like yeah, that's what they were going with with that it one? It kind of plays with your mind. I, yeah. I could also look at it and and see him like just darting directly at yeah, us. Yeah, he's so he's, excited. He's running away from something, and we're we're like the safe haven right, that he's running right, towards. Right. You know, so so yeah. the sod poodles just seem to do better when it comes to their graphics department. I don't I don't know what this is, wow. Derek. It's way too ambiguous. Wow. <laughs> We do, love, we do love them. We do. We love absolutely them. love the Sod Poodles. Um, and of course, uh, we love the fact that this team uh, is very excited. And I think that's the best thing about right now at camp. Someone had asked up in the chat, I believe, about when on this, if, if, if camp was open this weekend, where it would be and what time. I think it was Katie right there. Katie Kinneman asked where and when and what time is the D-backs workout on Monday. Those workouts start at 9 a.m. They last roughly until like 11. Uh, they will be taking place on Monday, and they are out at Salt River Field. So once you get out there, there's a designated area for fans to hang out. Yeah, I think it's the, the desert lot, Yeah, the desert say. lot, yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to try to say which road you, you enter on, but I don't remember the name of the road. I think, so. uh, yeah, uh, yeah, right. No, I know, I'm, I'm not trying it's like, to get, get there. Off, like if you're on the 101, get off of Via de Ventura, and then, uh, and then there's like a, there's a road you turn off of there off of via, via Vade and Tura, And then, and then you enter the, the ballpark and yeah. you'll, you'll find it. You'll, you'll find, you'll find not, it. Not you'll too be hard fine. To find. But yeah, definitely. I, it was a great opportunity. Jesse and I commented a couple of times that there's not enough fans out there. Uh, so if yeah, there's not as many as I remember there being, I know right. it's been a while since this has been a thing that, that fans could access. So I guess people have maybe forgotten that, that this is an actual thing they can do. But, uh, but yeah, if you're looking for autographs, like we said yesterday, Quite a bit of opportunity there. And we actually have some more people asking about that in regards to this weekend. And those workouts are occurring. We talked about this yesterday on Saturday and Sunday, same time. So you can go out there basically between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And those workouts will be happening then, too. It's just kind of unprecedented access to to the players. And today we saw, like, for instance, everybody signing Cattell was going around making sure that nobody got left out. So, I mean, it, it really is a perfect time, especially for some of the position players, because to be honest, they're not involved in any of these workouts, but they are there working out. So they kind of have a little bit yeah. more freedom because these other guys are involved in groups and drills and they have to be at a certain place at a certain time. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. But once the full workouts, uh, open up on Monday, you should be able to see not only the players, uh, like all over the place at Salt River Fields, which is a lot of the fun, but you'll be able to see all of uh, the different kind of action that we talked about. You know, some of the some of the things besides just watching uh, them do drills is the fun of watching them play like backlot games and and st- stuff like that. But uh, we saw another interesting thing today. Speaking of of the workouts, we saw Nick Ahmed uh, yeah. working out with the rest of the like infielders. However, he wasn't throwing. Uh, the ball back after he was fielding it like some of the other guys were so it would appear that Ahmed is still maybe a little bit behind or maybe they're being a little cautious with him as far as you know him returning from that injury but he doesn't seem to be maybe at 100 percent just yet it did sound though like they do intend on him being the everyday guy once the season starts same thing with Carson Kelly uh, that uh, Lavallo brought up today that it sounds like Carson Kelly will get the majority of the reps behind the plate uh, for this team versus Gabriel Moreno kind of maybe maybe getting equal time with him 
Yeah, I think Tory was more direct with that competition than he was at shortstop. I asked about the shortstop situation yesterday, uh, and he kind of just said, you know, we're excited to have Nick back, you know, leader defensively. We really missed him. Um, but he also talked about how Nick being out allowed uh, Geraldo Perdomo to come in and get a lot of playing time. So he didn't really say, I, I agree with you. I do think that Nick Ahmed will be the, the primary shortstop when it's all said and done. Of course, that is somewhat dependent on what happens in, in the Cactus League. Um, I do think that Nick Ahmed is the front runner there. Tori Lovello hasn't quite come out and said that yet. Um, whereas, as, as you said, he was pretty direct today that Carson Kelly is going to be the primary catcher um, at least at the beginning of the season, maybe things could change after that. Uh, but going back to what you said about about Nick, um, he's coming off of right shoulder surgery. Um, he's he's removed quite a few months at this point, but a procedure like that is going to take a while. Uh, when I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, he said that he did have a setback uh, earlier in the off season when he was going to ramp things up. They decided to to kind of pull things back and go a little bit slower. But Tori Lovello did say today that he should be a full go once games actually start and he should be able to, you know, throw uh, from shortstop, which I guess you have to do in order to play shortstop uh, in, in baseball. You're, you're going to have to make some throws every now and then. <laughs> every so, now and then. Could you imagine like he, he just like he just flips it to he just flips it to, to Cattell every, every time he fields a ball yeah. like, hey, can you can you throw this over to first base yeah. for me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll have to he'll have to do that. All right, well, before we get out of here, we got to give our DraftKings pick of the week. And guess what? The Suns are back, baby. Uh, today was the Kevin Durant press conference or the introductory press conference. It was very exciting. Everybody seemed to be excited out there except for Kevin Durant because he doesn't get excited about much else shouldn't besides we, three there, chicken sandwiches. We ceremonially, though, bet on Mikhail Bridges? Like, wouldn't that just... All right, I'll just shut up. That just you hurts can, my feelings. That yeah, hurts my feelings. Right. Can, I, I, didn't, I wasn't us. ready to go there, and I'm very sad about that, but... Uh, I will say this. I'm ready to ride with the Phoenix Suns. I'm ready to ride with them on the on the under for the point total for tonight's game against the L.A. Clippers at 222. I'm riding with them on the spread at minus one. You get good value there at minus 105 or the money line. It doesn't matter. They're going to win. I'm also going with Chris Paul uh, with his assists. Uh, I did I did eight assists, but I, I think plus nine is is still pretty good there on that one. So make sure if you haven't done so already to grab the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We're not going to talk about our Super Bowl bets because I'm still mad about Purple Gatorade. I still feel like it was an inside <laughs> job. Um, but I will say, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our code of Finks, a.k.a. PHNX. <laughs> New customers can bet $5 and get $200 uh, in free bonus bets instantly. Uh, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And remember, we ride with the Phoenix Suns now, baby. Did you see, though, Mikhail score 45 points? I did. I did. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. In all transparency, I bought a Mikhail Bridges jersey uh, the other day. uh, A Nets? No, they don't have the Nets. Just like they don't have the Durant jerseys readily available yet, they didn't have the Mikhail Bridges jersey in the Nets. But I did buy the, uh, you know, the the city. Yeah, they had it on clearance. Ah. It made it. I love a that good deal. That kind of breaks my heart. I love put, a good they deal. They put those and I also on clearance love afterwards. Oh, oh, so sad. That's, it's so that's sad. Painful. Yeah. Do you think we get a? Uh, do we get a, a Kevin Durant uh, throwing out the first pitch at, oh, at Chase Field? Yeah. I don't know about that. Kevin Durant doesn't seem like the. He doesn't seem like to care about a lot of this stuff, right? Like Kevin Durant wants to get on the court and play basketball. That's what he wants to do. He wants to win, and I think he really is excited about being part of this team. But I think a lot of this other stuff, I think that's the kind of stuff that yeah. he's not really that into. I wouldn't be surprised to not see him 
We're not going to get a Kevin, a Kevin Durant day. Who at the knows? Ballpark I like want Durantula day. day. Give me Slim Reaper night at the ballpark. <laughs> I'm all in favor of maybe that. Maybe a bobblehead. Yes. Of, of maybe a bobblehead. Oh, God. That'd be a great bobblehead. <laughs> we have a great shirt, though. So make sure to check out the PHNX locker, the Finks locker, again, whatever you want to call it, uh, .com. Steve, we have is, that. Steve is really polluting He mind, has yeah. ruined me. <laughs> um, and also, speaking of getting out to those games, you can get out to those games if Kevin Durant does throw the first pitch out for an Arizona Diamondbacks game using our friends over at Game Time. Jesse has told you time and time again it's the most aesthetically pleasing ticketing app, maybe just app in general, uh, but it also allows us procrastinators to rejoice in our procrast- procrastinating. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. And of course, make sure to check out Game Time. Uh, we, 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 we did the Super Bowl thing. They, they, they had tickets. They just weren't 60% off. But again, <laughs> if you wait till the last minute on the Game Time app, you're going to score big. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Of course, thank you so much uh, to all of you for stop, stop, stopping by. Donovan Spencer says, Mikhail never dropped 45 in Suns. I know. I know. I don't I don't even know what to think about that. Like, were we holding him back? Like, did he need to leave to finally achieve his final form? I don't know. But uh, if there's one thing I know is, is guys like that, you continue to root for because they're a really, really good person and uh, all the best to Mikhail. But I'm going to start, stop. I'm we got to stop. Ta- 